Children are getting ready for another round of virtual classes as the Department of Education announced September 13 as the opening date for school year 2021 to 2022. Because of the pandemic, face-to-face -face classes still aren't allowed, and the mental health of children has been discussed by experts who are worried about the long-term effects of these lockdowns on kids. In this episode of B-Side, Jean L. Goldburn, founder of the Natasha Goldburn Foundation, talks to Business World reporter Patricia B. Mirasol about resilience among kids and the foundation's program with the Department of Education aimed at giving teachers the tools to help their students cope with the stress of remote learning. What is resilience at its core? Resilience is being to bounce back when there are unexpected situations where you're shocked, surprised, either happy or traumatized or sad. It's also being able to pacify yourself from having an anxiety attack. And this is a mental decision. It's an emotional comfort or a survivor instinct. And it is also the intuitive, which some people say come from the soul. It's a spiritual thing. It comes from an unseen that scientists cannot really put their finger on. Talking about pacifying yourself against anxiety attacks, as an adult, you have all these tools to cope. But what about children? Do they also experience anxiety? And how does it manifest in them? The children are very clever. They are made to survive. As a two-year-old, three-year-old, they know how to jump and survive a fall. They don't cry easily. Their bodies are made like rubber. And their emotions, they don't remember what happened after they fall. But they remember how they fell and the pain, but their decision on how to save themselves from further damage, it's instinct. Now, resilience in children can be built slowly. A lot of the parents today feel that a child should be cushioned from any hurt at all, must be cushioned from disappointment, must be cushioned from bad news. The children are not allowed to express themselves anymore to the correct length. So it makes them extremely vulnerable. Vulnerability is one of the causes of depression and suicide amongst the youth and a feeling of not being able to stand up either to the expectations of their parents, expectations of the school. Now, resilience starts when we form the Katatagan program, which is a prevention towards depression and suicide. There are five different areas that are touched when the Ankatatagan program is given to the teachers. First, the teachers are meant to self-reflect how, what she is capable of doing and the fear of not being able to do something. Her weak points, her strong points should be able to come forward so she can look at herself. Once the teachers know this, they give the same method, but depending on the grade level. The teachers are taught how to communicate with the student using the right words and the right language, establishing a bond of trust and safety, which is also 
similar lessons that parents should learn. Number three, watching an action and a reaction to a situation. And number four is in the method of disciplining a child. You don't insult the persona of the child. You don't say, masyado kang na-spoil. Kung hindi mo makuha yung gusto mo, nakikipag-away ka. She has been labeled as spoiled. You grab, you're selfish. And that sticks to that person all the way until she's an adult. To the point that she either turns around to become a giver without keeping anything for herself anymore. Because she wants to remove that brand that a parent gave her. Or the opposite. They become more fierce. And the fifth, the knowledge that there is someone you can run to. A spiritual being, a child that grows up with a sense of spirituality is able to handle any situation much better than believing in no one and believing in nothing. So these are some points. There are more details, but mainly it all stems back into one word, relationship, and one action word, it's love. I'm also joyfully giving you the good news that we have started the pilot test with the partnership of Ramon Aboitis Foundation in Cebu. And as we speak, Patricia, there are 200 DepEd teachers that are almost done with our program. Is there already a fixed funding mechanism for this program? No, not yet. But actually, I'm glad you asked that question because that's the letter that I'm sending to Secretary Lilian Briones and USEC San Antonio. For the funding, we are still asking because in our contract, it doesn't state that they will take care of the funding. But according to Congress, there must be an activity that will show that not only DepEd and public schools, but even private schools will have mental health programs. And this particular katatagan is part of the curriculum. It falls under home room guidance. And there were four curriculum specialists from DepEd who helped six writers that we had. It had been approved. It went through a board, a committee. It went through 10 months before the contract was signed. So this was a work of five and a half years. Going back to point number four of the Angkatatagan program, the fourth aspect is disciplining a child when he or she does something wrong. How will Angkatatagan deal with bullying? The act of bullying or being a victim may already start from within the family. The understanding of bullying should go beyond the actual act of bullying. The bullied and the bully need a lot of therapy and a psychologist or guidance counselor, which there's not much in depth ed. That's why we have this Katatagan program. But the parents have a lot to say if their son is a bully or if their child accepted very, very easily to be a victim and never fought 
back, both. Good luck, self-esteem. And they may think so lowly of themselves that they either have to be the aggressor or they have to be a victim. How can parents foster an emotionally safe environment in the home? First, there has to be a good relationship between mother and father. We've got to give the children a safe space. We've got to allow them to say many things, even to criticize us. Don't fight. Let them talk. Because other parents would say, what? You're so ungrateful? Didn't you know that I pay this much for you to go to a very expensive convent school? Do you know that I gave you a car? That's not part of the bargaining. No, that has nothing to do with their emotions, with the sadness or the overjoy that they're feeling. Got nothing to do with the material wealth that you shower a child or a young adult. It's the comfort of knowing that you can understand, that you will not judge. And you will forgive if they say sorry, no matter how hurt and broken you are in your heart as a mother. You just have to know how to forgive. I have a question on emotional resilience. They say you shouldn't waste a good crisis, and this pandemic is definitely an ongoing crisis. How can parents and educators take this time to breed an emotionally resilient generation? Tell them that sometimes as a parent, as a teacher, we must step down on our ego. Allow the child to have an outburst. Allow the emotions to flare up. Move back. Wait when the tantrum is over. After 24 hours, chat. And you'll find out maybe you too had a missing component at 18 to 28 year old. It's time to respect the boundaries. You can only shape a child normally up to 10 years old. And after that, the child becomes a persona that is a mixture of friends, classroom, teachers, and the influence of the gadget, social media. You don't have much to shape anymore. The child's already grabbing things that she feels is good for her. Whether it's correct or wrong, it's time for you to step up as a parent. This pandemic is quite a test for our resilience. What gives me so much joy is seeing that no family would ever go through what I went through as a mother and what my husband went through as a father to lose a child due to self-harm. That's why this Katatagan program is so very important to our foundation and to our country. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Jean L. Goldburn, founder of the Natasha Goldburn Foundation, speaking with Business World reporter Patricia B. Mirasol about the importance of family relationships when it comes to raising resilient children. She cautions against coddling kids and cushioning them from disappointment and bad news. Instead of bottling emotions, she encourages the occasional outburst, which is good advice for everyone. 
With what's happening right now, we should all allow ourselves a good cry or a good scream. <laughs> this B-side episode was recorded remotely on August 17. This is Sam El Marcelo. Thanks for listening.